Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. And I am the Prince of Darkness. Here, substituting for Dan, got COVID. So, it's going to be me today. Uh, I'm going to try to fill in for the greatness of this guy, but uh, I'm kind of nervous right now. So, be good to the old man, and let's see what happens, all right? Just kidding. Hi. What's up, everybody? It's Dan. Welcome to episode 138. Hello, Steve. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? Brother, I can't. I got no complaints. That's not true. You know me. I always got complaints. But I think I'm going to channel those complaints later on in the show. As far as life goes, everything's great. But oh, I'm saying if you're, if, you, if, if you're saying I have no complaints, I can always come up with something. Can't we all? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like I know where I want this to go today. So I think I'm going to just wait and then I will take all of my complaints and I will channel them into one particular part of the show. Fair enough? Ah, yes. I understand what you are saying now. I know you understand what I'm saying because of a prior conversation that we had just minutes ago, actually. Only seconds ago. How was your week? Only seconds ago. How was your week? You know what, Steve? It's just been a week. Nothing to report. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I'm spending too much money. Well, that's fun. Uh, No, it's not. It's not fun at all, actually. You know, I don't want her to feel bad about this because I love her yeah. more than anything in the world. Yes. But I'm not going to say the number, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I bought a pair of glass eyeglasses for the oh, love of my life. Oh, look at this dude. Yeah, well, we bought them. I shouldn't say I bought them. We bought them. You know, we're, we're, we're teammates, so we got to do these things. Yes. And um, let me tell you what, G. Prada? <laughs> oh, man. What are you doing? I learned a little something, a little something, something today. I can't uh-huh. just be, and we both did, but you know what? She, first of all, she looks gorgeous in these glasses. I'm going to shout it from the mountaintops. My wife looks gorgeous in these glasses. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, those things are expensive. Like, I thought I had decent insurance. I thought we had decent insurance, Steve. You and I have the same insurance, I We do. But I also have another insurance through her job, right? Yes. So I know this is like boring stuff, but let's just say that insurance, I think it's the place we went to. I'm yeah. not going to say the name of the place, but let's just say it rhymes with Wren's Rafters. Okay? <laughs> I think they're charging a little too much for this, bro. Yeah. The end result is fantastic. I mean, they're, they're super cool glasses and she looks like stylish in them. But holy shit, did we spend some money on glasses this week? I didn't even know that's possible. Like I should have a new iPad in front of me or something. Or we should have a new dishwasher. Or, you Are know you serious? I mean? <laughs> they're expensive, dude. Are you serious like that much? But you know what? She doesn't really like, she doesn't really, she's not the one to like spoil herself. Okay. And let's face it. Eyewear is important, right? Yeah. And the health of your vision is also very important. So if you can kind of combine all of those together and just do a, a an occasional drop, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. But it was oof. <laughs> it's oof. Were you, sh- did you see the price? I'm hoping Santa comes down the chimney and leaves me a, a, a few hundreds. Did you see the price before you purchased said glasses? I saw the price of the frames. And I'm like, no, no, hear me out. I have expensive frames myself. Uh-huh. I believe in good eyewear. Yeah. But it was, I think it was just the other stuff. The other stuff. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I'm not even going to blame Prada. Prada has a, is a fine product. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And I think that you get what you pay for sometimes. So I'm not really complaining about that. I, I don't know what's going on with this Wren's rafters, Steve. <laughs> I looked at the receipt and it all broke down fine. But let's just say I, I, I thought I was going in the same direction when I bought some glasses and not the case. So I'm thinking it's Wren's rafters, bro. I don't mean to talk like Scooby-Doo, but, you know, I'm just. No, I get it's cheaper than where we could use our insurance. I can tell you that. Yes. Yeah, you know what, though? Not that not that much, actually. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> it's it's I've, I've done some comparison work, Steve. Gee. <laughs> we only get so much money. Now, I don't know about you, Steve, but are you uh, like the kind of guy that goes to the to the you know, like you go to the eye doctor and they give you your prescription and then you go to the optometrist. Right. I believe that's where you go to get the glasses. I think it's the optometrist. And then uh, you just go, yeah, give me like your cheapest pair. Or do you just have taste to where you're like, these are perfect. How much? Oh, look at me. I'm frugal and stylish. I'm a person that asks the person behind the front desk. How do I look? Yeah, me too. So that's how I pick them. Okay, so you look marvelous, but it's like your frames are 500. I've never bought frames. The My recent pair of glasses that I liked, that I was like, I got them about a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. That I was like, whoo, these are expensive. And they were 190. That's average, actually. That's not yeah. too bad. Yeah, that's that, it, that's where I but it was at Costco. I was not going to go to no Rins Rafters, dude. Oh, I can't deal with it. I tried Costco once, man. You know what? Just stick to the wholesale. You know what I mean? What? The optometry department is, is shit over there. <laughs> what are you talking about? Should I call it Rostco? Yes, <laughs> Rostro. Yeah. The, the, the optometry department at Rostco is just trash. How? They give you glasses. You give them a prescription, you get glasses, and you walk. Because I like, like you said, I like this. The I like to sit down, first of all. Oh, this and be like, hello there. My name is Dan. Hi, I'm, I don't know, Christine. I don't know. I'm just okay. making up a name. Well, hello, Christine. Here's my plight. I really mm-hmm. want to get some stylish frames. Here are the current frames that I have. See these? Look pretty good, right? Yeah, I think so. But I want to try something different. Okay. Aha, I know just the thing. So then she'll go, well, like, do you like the, the uh, brand that you have? I use a brand. I'm not going to say the name. It rhymes with Coakley. Okay? Oh, Jesus. I say, yeah, yeah. And, hey, don't don't hate on the this Coakley. guy. Bro. You are Oakley. Hey, by the way, why'd you say the name? Oh, Coakley. Sorry. I had it heavily veiled, Steve. Now everyone knows. Sorry. That was just all for nothing. Thank you, you very much. You are a Coakley guy. The places I go, they tend to help out a little bit more than said company that we were uh, employed with and still are, by the way. Oh, yes. I, I For me, I, I think my thing is, here's what I expect. I expect to give you a prescription. I mm-hmm. expect you to read per, said prescription. Yeah. I expect you to show me frames and then get my glasses. If you can do that, I am a perfectly I'm perfect. And if you say I look marvelous in them, oh, you you got my business. And Costco did all those things. I mean, they went above and beyond. You know what? I'm going to go one step further in this and tell you just a little bit more about me. About the <laughs> fact that I'm blind as a fucking bat, and so is my wife, right? Mm-hmm. So I will give this to Ren's Rafters. Maybe that's where the extra dollars came in. So every time I go to an, mm-hmm. op- to an optometrist and get yes. new glasses, I'm going to fill you in, folks. I'm blind as a bat. I'm actually rocking the, uh, Steve, they're called the, uh, oh, God, what are they called? Because they're new to me. They are not transitional because those are the ones that turn progressives. They're progressives. Sir. Oh, I'm, nice. I have so they slowly, now. they slowly, when you go outside. No, those are the transitionals. The progressives mean I have shit vision. So it's like having bifocals. <laughs> yeah. So you know how like a bifocal, I don't know if you know what those are like, but they like, yes. they're like, 
two lenses in one. You have to look down when your head yes. is up. Yeah. But have you seen the cheap version of that where you can clearly see the line across the lens? Oh, yes. Okay, that's not what I have. I have something where you can't tell. Okay. So what they oh. do is you, <laughs> where I went, the doctor takes a look at you and he goes, okay, put these frames on. And then he just kind of eyeballs it. And then he takes a Sharpie. And then he just draws a line across the, like the hor- you know, a horizontal line across your lens. Okay. That doesn't seem very accurate to me. I think, well, I, I, I see it as a fade. Like when you're fading someone's hair, you draw the line and then you fade it in. Right. But yeah. as the Renz Rafters place, the person that was helping us said, once I commented on this, yeah, that's hokey. Because how do we know how many, first of all, ser- in all seriousness, does this person have a tremor? Do they could they possibly have Parkinson's? Could they have the shakes because they're alcoholics? Could they just be have a, a unsteady hand because they've had like nine cups of coffee today? All of those things you have to take into consideration when someone's just freehanding your eye. You know what I mean? Whereas you went to this other place, and I'm telling you, this must be where the extra dollars are. They put this like crazy looking device on the glasses, and then they take measurements, and that's why that shit's all G out. That's why I, it's all G'd out now. That's the way it's supposed to be, and I'm and thinking that's, that's where okay. the extra money went. Well, I will say this by what you're saying about uh-huh. what this person does. Yeah. A machine will be doing a robot will be doing that in T minus. As you're talking, I'd be like a robot could do it perfectly. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they're going for. They're taking proper measurements so that it could be done that way by a robot. I, I think don't think the there's some artisan crafter yeah. in the back, <laughs> in the back, you know, staying up late at night, hoping that the uh, lens fairies are going to come. Well, now we got to talk about. I did not know that you um that you use the whole I can't read situation going on. I didn't know that. Wait, wait, what do you mean I can't read? I read like, fine. I'm saying like the transitional where you have to do the whole looking down and then holding the paper away from your face to be able to oh, see it correctly. Sucks. It sucks. I, I did not know that that was a thing. I my mom. I remember when it happened to my mom. She was like 40, 40 something, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What are you doing, mom?" And she's like, "I'm I'm having trouble reading this." I was like, what? <laughs> and now, and and even <laughs> I'll say people that are close to me, I was showing someone a text and they kind of held it away. I was like, oh my God. Hey man, so how it happens. <laughs> how are you nearsighted? What's your deal? I'm I can't see far, but I could read I could read without my glasses on. So it's just starting. Stay tuned, sir. It's coming. Well, they said I went to the recent eye appointment and they're like, dude, your your eyes have been holding firm. For a while, so whatever you're doing, just keep doing that. Okay. All right. But I know it's going to happen. He's like, you have astigmatism. So it's eventually, you're going, it's going to get to a point. But he's like, just keep doing what you're doing and, um, you know, see what happens. But I know it's going to get eventually. I've been blind as a bat since the fourth grade, and it just keeps getting worse. So I've been rocking the progressives for about two years now. That was oh. a hard hit. Because... <laughs> There's somewhere, I don't even know what episode it is, or whatever, but I remember talking about this mm-hmm. and telling you that we were talking about PS4. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was Red Dead Redemption. or It was basically what I was telling you is that I'm like, why do they make the words so small on the screen? Like, I can't, like, I got to scoot up to see the words. Yes. And that's, I didn't realize what was happening. My vision had changed. Oh. So, you know, everything was fine one day. And then I guess, you know, there's that just noticeable difference where you go, oh, it is now different. And that's what happened. So guess what? When I put the glasses on, the new ones, I could see again. It's fantastic. Isn't that weird how that works? It, well, here's the, here's the weird thing about ACEs. We're talking about aging. I've noticed um, I took that long time off of, of, of hitting weights because, you know, due to COVID. 
And so I bought all this weight equipment and I felt fantastic. And so I went heavy again Mm -hmm. and my body rejected it again. And I'm like, what is the deal? And and I remember my doctor telling me, you're going to have to stop doing this because now it's getting to bone on bone. You're aging. You've done heavy weights for too many years. Now it's just scraping. And I was like, she's bugging. (laughs) And so I continued to do it. And yeah, I'm going to go, hold on, stop. Just stop for a second. Just let's just break that down. So young Steve Hudson went to the doctor for a problem. He was 38 years old. Yeah. 38 years old. I mean, he's going to stay that way forever. Goes into the doctor, says, this is my problem. And it hurts when I do this. And Uh the doctor says, oh, it's because of this. Therefore, you shouldn't do this. And you went, nah, that's unacceptable. Totally. Yes. That's what I said. Of course, because you're a doctor. You know these things. I was like, I'm not going to quit hitting heavy. And And she said, you you're getting to that age where are you going for Mr. Olympia? And I was like, no, she's like, well then well, what are you, what, what are you trying to prove to who? What are you trying to prove? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cause I, and she also, that's why my kidneys were messed up. Cause she's like, there's so much of this muscle stuff and create, you're just doing, you're, you're not, you need to stop. And so she gave you the medical version of you're doing the most, basically doing the most. And so what I did recently, I, uh, I've realized I just, I can't, I mean, I can go light, you know, I can go maybe up to, you know, certain numbers, but I cannot go over those. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm fine with that. People have called me thin now and it sucks. You are thin. It sucks, dude. (laughs) There was a point where I was in, I was, you know, I was, I felt, but I'm just like, that's fine though. I'm, I'm fine now. I finally got into, I, I clicked over to the other side where I'm just like, wait a minute, what am I doing? What am I really doing? And so now I'm happier and I like my bike rides and they give me a chance to meditate and all that stuff. But that's I think good. that's that what old people I, say, by the way, you know, what's funny. It's true. I I've been, I've been, li- I've been reading way more books by older people that have a, that have a, a, a good view of what happened throughout the years so that it makes my crap seem small, whatever. But man, I'm just done, dude. I have nothing to prove to anyone. I'm working out in my garage. So now that I don't go to GB3, I don't have these monsters around talking about, Steve, remember when you lifted all that? And I think about the glory days. Those glory days, I don't have to deal with them anymore. It's over. I'm good (laughs) with that. What were the glory days that you were just a little more muscular? That's the glory days? Well, I remember this guy was like, Steve, remember when you did incline and you you inclined 245 for 10? I was like, I do remember. Did he give that. you the Chris Farley? That was awesome. Yes, he did. He, I mean, every time he saw me, he would say, "I didn't think you were going to hit it for ten reps." I was like, he said, "You did it like it was light," and I just sit there and be like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> That's when I was on everything, though. I was on yeah, everything. I did. Yeah, I was. On but the everything. question is, do y'all remember when I did this? Remember when I? <laughs> you're the one. You're pointing out. Remember? Yeah, that's a, that was a good one. But do y'all remember this? It sucks, Hudson, man. Dude. You need a fan it club. Sucks. It it sucks because the, I I saw I found myself doing it to other buddies where I was like, "Hey, dude, uh, dude named Bobby." I was like, "Bobby, remember when you uh you were hitting like three sixty, like nothing?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." <laughs> you guys are all standing around circle jerking. It sounds like <laughs> just Gee, in the locker room. It was just jerking so off naked. S- it was so sad because now you like you know he has a belly, a little bit of a belly now. Yeah, he used to be like a V shape dude, like just and he he could eat whatever he wanted. And then I saw him one day, and I was like, I didn't even recognize him. 
And I was like, Bobby? You're like, he went from a 32 waist to a 34. And I'm like, you changed, motherfucker. You know what? If that were the case, I would have been like, okay. But you could see it like outside the shirt when he's walking against the wind. That was never a case for him. That's all denial right there. That is simply the okay. All you have to do to fix that is just go up a size. But that's the problem, right? I've been in this size the whole time. Why should I buy new clothing? So that's why people end up looking like that. It's denial. It is very much. Um, and, for, and for me, I don't know. I mean, eventually, I imagine, you know, when you're like 80, 70, you're, you're going to get. Well, I don't know, though. You know, these jeans are pretty dope that I was born with. But uh, I think once you get to a certain age. I can't say that. It sucks. But yeah, <laughs> you're going to get a belly. That's just that's what it is. You're going to have a. A, a, a stomach and I'm okay with that as long as my heart as long as my heart and brain are fine I don't care about the rest you know I don't believe saying? that for a second by the way I'm saying I'm saying later on in life like 80 90 70 <laughs> 80 or 90 yeah. that's how long you have to wait until you you, you lose your would well, you have a six-pack Steve oh no I have like four you have four pack really yeah it's because you're a vegetarian well, the thing is, here's what people, okay, people, let me tell you something. If you have a six pack, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy form of life. It's just not. You have to be so low on fat that your body goes into like, what the crap is happening? You don't want, if you look at old statues of healthy people, those statues had a good amount of heft on them. Those were because, the barrel chest people. Yes. And they were thicker. These guys were like, like when you look at, if you watch 300, those guys didn't look like that. They just didn't look like that. They they didn't have ripped and six-packed. And we created these mythologies of people that are humongously ripped. Like, think about back in the day. The reason Arnold Schwarzenegger was so like, oh my God, was because we'd seen nothing like him before. But then when you go to Reese, when you go to Ronnie Coleman, Ronnie Coleman looks makes Arnold Schwarzenegger look uh, like a shrimp. He was a massive thing of muscle. And so the more we went, the more crazy our, our, our body ideas were. When you want to be healthy, just you don't have to have a six pack. You just don't. I sometimes have a four, sometimes I have a two. And that's, I'm talking about if I flex. I don't care about that bull crap anymore. I don't care. I just don't. I'm, if I'm in good shape, I'm in good shape. If I go in and my blood work looks fine, I'm good. I'm good, dude. I am totally fine. Well, I'm glad that you're accepting that, Steve, because aging's coming. And there's a goddamn thing you can do about it. No, and I love aging. I love the fact that I made it, you know, the the ground is paved, not paved, but the ground is filled with people that didn't make it to my age. That and I'm glad I did. You just gotta soak in every single freaking day. And I'm like, You're relishing stepping on the corpses of people past. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? What's that? I think we kind of should. <laughs> so we just drive by cemeteries laughing? Just be like, I'm glad I'm not there. Because one day you will be. This is true. There, now, there's no denying that. One day you... Tr- you know, it's... Oh, my gosh. This guy... Uh, what was I... I was watching... I forgot what I was freaking watching. But this dude said that a friend of his uh, told him, 
Oh, I was watching uh, 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 one of my classes. My One of my professors is like super duper like Buddhist Zen. And he'll give you 30 minutes of Zen after his, his meetings. And so I was watching his Zen. And he's like, you know, a friend of mine once told me that all of us on this planet are the equivalent of being on a subway car in New York. You are all on this ride together. So you could either A, be douches or actually be nice to one another. And he's like, it's true. We're all on this, this same general people are on this earth for the same amount of time that you are. Same group. I was like, Jesus, that's crazy. Because every 100 years or so, it's a brand new amount of people, a brand new thing of people on this planet. And it's like, your group is right now. How are you going to treat them? I was like, dude, that I've never thought of it like that. I think we're doing outstanding, Steve. I think we're, I mean, we're killing it, aren't we? We're doing fantastic. If, you, if, if by it, you mean the planet? Yes, we're killing it. Well, we're not yeah, we, killing we the planet. We are literally killing it. We're not killing it. The planet will be fine. We're killing us, though. Hopefully, you know, things are going to reverse and, you know, we'll make this beautiful, amazing planet better. But I'm like, you know, I'm going to start treating, uh, not start. But when I ask someone how they're doing, I'm actually going to sit and just prepare for the answer. Just in case it's not a fine or a great or a cool. If it's a, you know, this day has been rough. I'll be like, well, I, I, I asked. I did ask. So let me sit here and. That's actually good logic, Steve. That's actually a good thing to do because I have a real problem with that sometimes. I can be, I mean, it's bad. I could be like, hey, how you doing? And they'll be like, well, and suddenly I just hear, yes, dude. You're like, oh. I try so hard to like keep eye contact and try to really understand what there's, you know, what they're going through, how they're doing. And I'm not saying I do that with everyone, but there are certain people where I just, it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I can't. Are you speaking another language to me? I don't know what that is. That's a terrible trait of mine, is what I'm saying. It's it what it, it takes practice to actually get out of that that trait. It's it's essentially putting a person's feelings before your time. Their feelings before your time. And I know where that came from. I think it was when I was working so much and I really didn't have time to listen to you. Yes. I was behind. It was all everything I said was like a gesture as opposed to like really giving a shit. You know what I mean? It's just so busy. Not to everyone, of course, but like you kind of have to, as we say, that we have to the circle, you know, you, you treat the circle good, but everyone else just becomes like an acquaintance after a while. And, and I, yeah, I think that's where that came from. So I'm actually trying to get better at that. And that's why I'm saying like, I'm making eye contact. I'm really trying to pay attention. It's kind of like watching Tenet uh, when I talk to people Ooh, sometimes. <laughs> Spoilers. Well, we have a review. Ladies and gentlemen. We have a few, you know what? Speaking of those, let's get to uh, the contact before we get to those reviews. Because I have a lot to say. Yeah, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, we're actually going to try to do a review show today. I know I know what you're saying right now. It won't happen. But you know what? We're trying today. And I think that we can do it, Steve. Do you have confidence? Because I do. You know, I have confidence that if whatever is supposed to happen today will happen. What kind of bullshit is that? See, you know. there you go, listening to those old people again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Stephen, Stephen Hudson, homie. Hey, everybody. How's it going? My name is Dan, and welcome to episode 138. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're listening. We hope that you take this and share it with somebody else. Because for some reason, we're stuck at a certain number, and goddammit, we're too good for that. So welcome to the show. If you want to get a hold of us, hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me. My name is Dan Ramirez, and you can reach me at Dan Q Public. 
Steve Hudson at S-E underscore Hudson Music. By the way, S-E Hudson. He's an artist now. We talked about that. But if you don't have Patreon, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's your loss. Let's go to www.heroesofnoise.com and there, there you find our kingdom. Leave us a voicemail. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to our friend shows. What else can you do? Buy some merch? You know, maybe donate? I don't. You can do all kinds of stuff there. The world is yours, but it's all for you to go. It's your playground. We made it for you, okay? You can sign up. Stitcher, Google Play, iHearts, you know, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, all that shit. Weird. That's where we are, okay? Go to the Pods of Justice down at the bottom there. See those people? Those are our friends right there. Subscribe to their shows. You know how this works. You hear it every week. I'm going to go ahead and stop. My name is Dan Ramirez. I'm signing off. Giving it back to Steve Hudson. Dan, I have a question for you. Shoot, sir. Shoot. You're a man with his ears to the to the to the street, right? I can't put both ears to the street, but yes, I do have one at a time there. So you know when people contact us. You're the one who knows these things. You're the one who I should ask about this. Yes, I pay attention to these things. Dan, has anyone contacted us this week? It's funny you should ask, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Steve, do you think that they believe that that was natural? I do. Okay, good. All right, okay. Sorry, we're doing pretty good, right? Yes. Okay, let's get back into it. Okay. Yeah, Steve, yeah. Turns out we do have an email uh, coming from a young lady. Uh, I think you know her. She's a beautiful woman, but it goes by the name of Angela. We call her Favon. Hey. We haven't heard from Favon for a while, so this is a joyous occasion because I thought, personally, she'd written us off, Steve. Hey, look, she never because let me tell you something. Everybody that that is thinking about emailing it, just email us in. Email some some stuff. Have fun. Just like you're about to hear Favon do, do that for us. It takes some yeah. stugats. Exactly. Do it. Trust your instincts. You know what I mean? Let it all hang out. It's funny how you Show go right that. into, there's a little bit of an Italian accent now. Well, you did say As stugats. soon as I said stugats. <laughs> I, <just, you're, laughs> I was just trying to you know punctuate it with some accent. <laughs> you're like, yeah, go ahead and write us in. Yeah, you will go over there. Yeah, like, you know, write us in or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, that was a switch. How you doing, you rat bastards? <laughs> Welcome to the Arrows of Noise. All right. So you want to hear this email? Yes. I'm going to read it to you, sir. It says, it's actually titled Thanksgiving Surprise. Oh. That's sweet. Here we go. Good morning. First of all, I want you to know that I'm thankful to have you both in my life. Steve, you know I love you so much that I would give my life, all caps, by the way, for you. Dan. I know we barely know each other, but we clicked instantly. And the fact that you're such a good friend and my favorite nephew means the world to me. Oh, I'm sending you guys a little something I call the Favon Remix. Hold on. I'm sending you guys a little something that I call the Favon Remix. Nice. I had to put a little something on that, nice. Steve. I tried to send it via voicemail, but it just didn't come through properly. And I hope you guys like it. So here it is. The Favon Remix. Here we go. In these crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have to. What? Yeah. Hey. LP's not here. I got to do it for him. 
These are some crazy times. Got your back, I got mine. Some people choose to smoke and drink. I choose to spit these rhymes. Just trying to make it through. Bad hands that just won't do. Just need a hero to cut through all the noise that we have to. To the ladies and all the gentlemen. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, my friend. See Van Dan wildin' out. Best podcast all around. Let's make some noise for the heroes of noise and fight. Let's scream and shout. <laughs> Holy crap. Yo. <laughs> um, let me just finish it out here. What? All right, Steve. What? I d- what? what just happened? What just okay. happened? Okay. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. I did not know Favon rapped. Yeah, I didn't either, sir. And if you didn't, you know I didn't. What? She just went all mystical on us right now. Gee! I'm impressed, and I'm not even bullshitting. Oh my! I'm not saying God. that for the sake of this show, or because someone wrote in, or because it's Faye Vaughn, or because she's—you know what I'm saying? Uh, I—I'm literally <laughs> impressed by that. I am. It's going to. That is wow. Do we, I don't know what to do. Do we have an <laughs> alternate? Do we have an alternate theme song now? I don't. Oh, really dude! Know. I mean, I, I think, think we we is have that Patreon. Is that the new Patreon? Oh, I don't, for I don't sure, know. dude. That I mean, I don't even know if there's a. There's a, I mean, I'm thinking we might have a new Patreon dude, theme song. What the crap? Wow. Like, Stay I can on. see people definitely learning that rap for when, like, wow. It's really good, Tavon. Seriously, thank you so much. That is a Thanksgiving surprise. What the crap? I know. <laughs> what? 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 I didn't what? know you rap fast. I would have been like, hey, yo. So I'm chilling in the, like, super dude. She was like, I'm fine to make them dinner. Yeah. Nowadays, everybody want to talk. Like the guy I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, dear, what the fuck have we here? These motherfuckers <laughs> all throw no rolls. Wow, Favon. I am so freaking pressed. Yeah, she's got flow, too. That's the crazy part about it. I mean, it's not crazy. I just didn't know this. Like, how did, when did this, I have a lot to text her. Like, when did this happen? How did she, when did she start rapping? Did, I don't know. I, was there... I wanted to re-record it though with a couple of. Hey. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was freaking amazing. Wow. We have. I... Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. The talent show continues, ladies and gentlemen. Can you top that? I don't know. Again, be gracious. I'll be real. I don't know. I mean, next thing I know, Farouk gonna be writing songs for us. It's this is a crazy time that we're we're in, Steve. Like, everything just opened up musically. Now I need to put out something. You got something. Daniel's got something. Favon got something. Tara got something. Where's mine? I got to do something now. Why don't you go ahead and... Um, I have ideas, Dan. If you want my ideas. Please, hit me with an idea, Steve. I would love to know. I could imagine... Okay, now hell, now I'm going to just set up... I'm going to set the mood, okay? <laughs> I could imagine we... Like, I log into Facebook. Yeah. Heroes of Noise page. And I'm like, hey, what's that? And I see like a Brady Bunch thing with you, Gail, Ben, Sarah. <laughs> oh, God. And you, you guys have like rap? a song you're singing and you guys are like looking at each other. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, snap. You just gave me douche chills. I, what do you, t- you don't like my idea? No, it's ridiculous. It's the hokiest thing I've ever heard. In fact, I know you're kidding, so stop. I'm not. I would love to see that. My name is Dan, and I'm their dad. 
They better be quiet or they're making me mad. That's how I, that's what I picture it sounding like. If you now that would ruin it, but if it was like a Brady Bunchy sort of song about heroes of noise, it would be the best thing ever. Maybe we need a theme about us. Brady style. Um Here's I a think, story I think of just a dude named Steven wrapped it. Who was chilling with the preacher comic. Oh you know what I mean? That's how, how we met. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I got you. And then here's a story of this dude named Daniel who was laughing at Steve because he makes too much noise. You know what's funny? I remember, the, here's the one day I remember that I was a, a lot for you is when I was <laughs> having that discussion with Homeboy and you were like, yeah, I'm gone. I'm that go was tap that. Yeah, I can officially say, yeah, <laughs> even when we've had like little, little, heated conversations i was that was all fine that was bonafide how do you say way too much steve hudson <laughs> dude he, to this day when i met both his of you girl, i can't what? just blame it on you both of you are making me fucking he insane. still brings it up yeah you're crazy both of you i was like i don't i don't even think about this anymore his girl knew he's like hey this is that dude that we had that discussion i was like oh, oh why would you even tell why why would you tell her this I remember, but that's when I knew I was a lot. But we could totally do it. If you want to do a Brady Bunch thing with everyone, we could totally do it. How about, oh, here we go. They Uh-oh. won't do it, of Uh-oh. course. But how about the community does a, a, a Brady Bunch thing? Huh? I'm putting you guys to work. I love nah. it. Nah, they won't do that. I'm okay. Well, you guys you, why do you automate? Why don't you let other people say no? Nah, they wouldn't do it for us, Steve. That's just a Oh, my God. We're not good enough for them, Steve. You know what would make them do that for us? What's that? If we shared news with them about the entertainment community. Oh, I like when you're talking about Steve. I like the language you're speaking. Steve, what we're doing right now, it's called noise news. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you want to learn something? It's going to be real quick. I'm going to teach you just a little something noise real quick. Noise news. What do you think about that? I like <laughs> it. I mean, hey. I think it's noise news. We got to call it something. Can't just okay. be like Dan's doing the news all the time, right? I'm That's calling it noise news. If you don't like it, let me know. I love it. No, I love it. I wasn't talking to you, Steve. I was talking to our listeners. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, not you. I don't really care. Hey, real quick. Just this, this is big news, so I thought I would just bring it up, and then we'll move along with the rest of the show. I just read today that Warner Brothers is set to debut their entire 2021 film slate, including Dune, Matrix 4, what were the other ones? There's several of them, actually. But those are like the big... Oh, yeah, and Suicide Squad. Also, In the Heights, which is Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical adaptation of his play. Uh, and also a Sopranos sequel. All of this is going to be on HBO Max. So they're going to they're gonna drop them at the same time, I believe. Really? Just like Wonder Woman, yeah. But I did read something down here that says that... Uh, like, they're trying to set a new precedent where it's like... They're shortening the times that they... What's the normal time for like a movie to be in the theater until it reaches VOD? I would say about five four months, months. Four or five months. Yeah, yeah right around there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to reduce that to maybe like a month now. Jesus. But I believe that some of those, maybe maybe like the feature films, like say mm-hmm. The Matrix, for instance, will will it'll take like a month before it hits VOD. But, you know, they're, they're definitely shortening that gap because of COVID, of course. Here's the thing, Steve. I think this is going to be a game changer. It's already okay. happening, but I think the game has officially already changed. You think that this is going to be a thing that's going to do you think people are going to be more likely just not even to go to the theater? Most definitely. I think that the well, let's just see what happens over the next year, of course. But I think that the uh, sale of larger screen televisions is going to be a thing that's happening more and more now. 
I think people are going to try and, you know, basically make their house into their form of a comfortable theater. Not everyone has to have this big movie theater, of course, but something that they all feel comfortable in so they can stay safe and watch these movies. Well, I will say this, like this last week, and it might have already had an effect, its effect on me because this last week I've been shopping for TVs and I was going to get a 4K OLED, mm-hmm. but um, I was listening to a tech podcast and they were like, before you do that, make sure you check out the projector screens. The one thing about projector screens that I didn't like is that you have to install it on your like ceiling. Yeah. yeah and I didn't like that. But now they have ultra short throws. You know what the ultra short throws are? Mm-mm, hit me with it. Um, so say you have a 123-inch screen, right? Okay. For mm-hmm. an ultra short throw, that means that you could put that projector like a foot or some inches away and it would shoot it up like right to the screen. So you don't have to have a projector super far up. You could have it right up on it and it's an ultra, it will throw the projection straight up. So it's an ultra short throw projector. And it's like, the problem is ultra short throws are like $3,000. And that for was that, my next you, question. Yeah, you, for that you could get uh, um, what I looked it up, you can get like a really nice 70 inch, uh, you know, OLED. However, now you're seeing them for $1,700 for an ultra short throw. Now on this new ultra short though, you like the, the ones that you pay a lot of money, there's Netflix built into it. There's stuff you can do in the box. These ones, you just have to plug your cable box into it and you could watch TV. But a lot of people don't care about that. They're like, I'll just plug my HDMI cable into the projector. And the screens that are 123 inches are like a few hundred dollars. So now it's making a lot more sense to buy this massive projector that can recede into this little thing when you're not using it and just have it lift up, turn on that thing. And now you have a movie screen in your living room, depending how big some people's living room is not like that screen just would not be conducive. But most people, if you have a house, your living room is ready for something like that. So that's what I've been looking at. And I'm like, I think I'm done with movie. If I get the projector screen, I'm done with movie theaters. I'm done. I'll just be like, I'll just watch the, um, you know, I'll just watch the projector because it looks like a movie screen. The bad part is a lot of times you have to replace this, the, uh, um, the lights inside, but that's nothing. That's nothing. It's like $200 every 10,000 hours. So yeah, get an ultra, uh, an ultra short throw, a projector and a projector screen, you spend $3,000 and you have a massive screen. Just do that. Okay. Serious question. Mm-hmm. So much like televisions, you know, you buy this expensive television and like, the, let's just say the OLED you were looking at, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, maybe a year or two years down the line, that's going to depreciate uh-huh. and it's going to become somewhat, let's just say obsolete for the sake of using the word. Okay. Yes. Yes. What about this projector? It now w- you've spent yeah. $1,700. I mean, it should essentially be the same effect, right? Even if the value of that laser projector goes down, it's still an amazing, you'll never have to really, because at this point, once you have a laser projector, a 4K, even even if it's not laser, a 4K projector, you're anything better than that, your eye can't tell the difference. Anything better than that. Your, your eye could not tell the difference between anything better than that. So at that point, you're set. You're just good to go. Which is why I don't think a lot of these projectors are going to go down in price only because anything better is the only thing that's going to make those go uh, down in price is if something else came out where it's just like, you will never have to replace anything in this box. It lasts forever. Then you're going to be like, well, shoot, let me go ahead and buy that. But other than that, you're just, 
there's no reason not to get a projector screen at this point if you're going to buy an OLED. Because if you buy an LED, a QLED, you can buy them for, you can buy a 70 inch for like $1,700 or, you know, $1,300. But if you get an OLED, you're spending $3,000 for that thing. So you might as well get a projector. You, but the OLEDs are so, it's just ridiculous, dude. They look, it doesn't, it just looks almost too real. It's almost overboard, but I'm getting, I want to get one, but I'd rather get a projector screen. Do it. I'm not going to even look into anything else as as far as television is concerned until I move. Well, you have a nice TV though, dude. I like it, but I would like to have an additional one. Like, I don't know what I'm moving into. So depending on the size of the wall, that can look pretty small. Um, Well, the thing is, I think the way you are, you're going to, in my opinion, I think you're more of a, like, what do you like better? Do you like crispness or or large, largesse? I like both, but it, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll take a smaller television as long as the crispness is there. Is crisp, not crispness, crispness is there. You, so you like the, so you won't care if like a little bit of the crispness is gone, but you have an 80 inch screen. I think I could get used to it. That's my thing. And that's what, that's the one thing that these projectors have is that, um, uh, and now that the screens, like you can have your, you, remember back in the day, like your teachers would have to close the all the, <laughs> the shutters when they help put a screen down because otherwise you can't see nothing. These screens, you could have all your windows open and you still see the screen perfectly fine. Does it make the sound though that the projection, old projection? Movement? Here's the tough, that's the tough part, G. No, this one, if the like these projectors is like, if you get ones that, that recede down into the bar, if you just have one that's always up, which a lot of people do because they just like, I just watch TV on the thing. You know, when you go to like home, the-, the home theater subreddit, a lot of them just watch TV on it too. Other people have a screen behind it or their TV behind it so that it comes in front of it when they want to watch something like on theater size and then it recedes and there's a TV behind it anyway. But um, generally it, it, it's one of those where it, you have to decide, do you want one that goes? Now, the, the one thing that I will say is uh, some of the some of them have the sound that comes out of the projector and you don't want that. So you're going to want to get either a sound bar or a surround sound system. You're going to want something that actually gives you that that theater experience and no, the sound bars are fine they're like amazing one got a bar pretty good one. it's not even that expensive the one i have and it's it, pretty damn good perfectly fine right yeah exactly for our room especially like it it sounds like surround sound sometimes i'll be honest with you for your seats i would imagine you would get a, a projector screen for what you have your seats you have a very comfortable lounging thing like those are theater like chill not theaters they're better than theater seats but you have a chill thing where it's just like I could imagine you having your TV and in uh, like because uh, the, uh, the ones that there's ones that are on the ground and they lift up like the projector screen shoots up. Right. And so you, I can see you having a normal TV, your TV that you have now, which is nice. And then like ever so often when you want to watch a, you know, no, that's not you. You're going to want to watch everything on this laser. <laughs> You're going to want everything to be like. Man, can you imagine what this looks like on my screen? Nah, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, I do want to have a television that's capable of that, but that's not something that's, um, it's not a deal breaker with me. Like, I don't just, I've actually gone to Netflix and done the HD Netflix, and it's, it's okay. 
it's fine, not that right? big of a difference. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not one of those people that has to absolutely have that. I think that a projector would work well. Now, if you're getting to where it's getting pixely or just sort of. Uh, oh, yeah. Not not pixely, blurry. You mm-hmm. know, you're, you, it's not sharp. That would bug me. But I can deal with it not being like, you know. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just didn't want the the main thing that I didn't want the projector for is because I'm like, you know, you have to if I get up to use the restroom, my shadow. Well, if I walk in front of the projector, my shadow, but now with those short throws that is right in front of the screen, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You mean you, you can't just... make shadow puppets with this mug? See, that's the thing. You can't do that, man. Mm, but also, breaker. which is really cool, uh, uh, you know how you like to say you want to uh, map out your house for like a projector haunted house? You could do that with the short throws. Projector that's fun. haunted house? What, yeah, what are we talking about? Like, you know how you do the the, the mapping? Where you you know how you you can map out your house through some sort of like a visual um thing on your computer where you map it out and then you can like you can make a haunted house thing where it's just like it looks like there's ghosts coming out of your window and flying th- on your house and stuff. Oh, that's very cool. No, I didn't know about that. Okay, yeah, it's called mapping. But you I don't can fuck map around your, with that crazy stuff, dude. You that's would like bringing the devil into my house. Here's what I will say: I wouldn't want you to look into it because that would take up six months of your life. No. You're the type that would just take up six months of your life. I love Halloween, but I don't get all crazy about it like that to where it's like, come look at my, I love it when people do it. Don't get me wrong. And when, and some people do it fucking great. I don't know if Scott Shooty listens anymore, but that dude knows how to make a haunted house. Like his, his shit is incredible. Shanks is really good at it too. I know several people that are good at it. It's just, it's never really been my thing to go that hardcore, but I really appreciate it when people do. I, again, we'll talk about it more one day, but I would say, for you, Dan, I would look up. I would look into ultra short throws and see what you think of them, and then tell me later on. And be like, oh, I looked into them. Pretty interesting concept. <laughs> you see, ladies and gentlemen, you see what we do here. We not only bring you news, we give you tech support too. Oh, Steve I, and I are handling on both ends. All right. The take home, <laughs> of course, is Warner Brothers is coming to a theater yes. and a home near you very soon, and you're going to get yes. to see some of the big movies next year. That's kind of cool. I don't know if everyone's cool with it. Like. There's a part of me that does miss the the feel of walking into a theater and smelling the popcorn and all of that. But I think that we've gone so long now. I never went back to the theater when it was open for a short time. I'm getting to the point where I'm I'm good either way. But that's just me. I'll probably be sold as soon as it opens back up. I'll probably be sold and just go anyway. You know, because I, you don't have 4DX in the house. You don't have IMAX in the house. There's still reason to go to the theater. Well, I, there I think it's the the com, like the communal thing, but when you have when you're able to have enough people in your house, you can have the same thing at your crib. Now, mind you, you, you know your boy is not one for visitors though. Yeah, so. but that's the thing, Steve, like but I, I understand what you're saying about communal, but I don't go to the theater for a communal. That's that's for me that's not the situation. Oh. I don't give a shit. I matter of fact, I'd rather have the theater to myself. I could see I I I I've been, had the the theater to myself a few times and it's I it's my natural instinct for sure but that was when you know I'd go to the movies at like 11 at night yeah there'd yeah. be a lot of times it'd be to some random movie some random horror flick so yeah I could sometimes I'd have the 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 theater to myself but for the next 2 years when the theater's open you are never going to have a theater to yourself maybe though depending on how freaked out people are maybe you will at first, and then it's going to get crazy. By summer, if everything goes according to plan, by summer, when everything opens back up again, like don't bother going to Disneyland, don't bother going to anything where you need to stand in line, don't go, because it's going to be fucking insane. I will be so upset. Yeah. But I'm not going to go. I don't think I'm going to go to the theater for, I give myself till 2022. Really? Yeah, I'm not going to go to the theater. 
if this vaccine works out and it's starting mm-hmm. to sound like I'm going to have to take it either way, if it works out for me and I'm good, I'm going to the theater. Fuck it. I, that, that's I'm good. licking the handrails. I'm touching the elevator buttons and picking my nose. I'm doing all of that. Cause you know why? I'll be invincible, sir. Would you, um, you're, we're going to talk about that. Never mind. We're one day we're going to talk about how you, on the Patreon, next Patreon, we're going to talk about how you feel about this, uh, this uh, vaccine next time. Okay, fair enough. Yes, let's stay on task. Yes. And that's actually all the news I have, ladies and gentlemen, because we have stuff to talk about. All right. Noise news. I like it. Noise news. You guys down with that? Is that cool? I don't think you really give a shit either way, but that's what I'm going with today. Steve, let's talk about movies and stuff that we've watched because we haven't done this in quite some time where we didn't have a five minute restriction. Yes. Let's do some quick ones. Where we're not really like breaking anything down or getting too deep into it, just maybe making some recommendations or Perfect. some uh, stayaways, All right. and then we'll get to the the uh, star of the show. Okay. Have you heard of a movie on Netflix called Ghosts of War? You know, I did pass by that, but I don't know what it's about. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I will say that it's a horror movie involving war. And ghosts? And ghosts, kind okay. of. Okay. Uh, it's starring Britton Britton Thwaites, Billy Zane, Theo Rossi. Billy Zane is a long shot, but yeah, he's in the movie, I guess. Kyle Kellender, Alan Richardson, and Skylar Austin. I would say this. I watched the movie, and I, you know I'm very, I'm a stickler for horror movies. I sat down. I was really hungry. I'm like, I'm going to go make something to eat while this is on. I did not do that, and I did not eat until this movie was over. That's the movie. That that I, this is probably one of my favorite horror movies of the year. Really? Okay. Now I got, now I have to get on it. I'll yes. check it out. So that's an, that's one. What do you got? You're not gonna like monster project me or anything, right? No. This one this one is one you're gonna text me and be like, at the end you're gonna text me and be like, dude. <laughs> is it gonna freak me out like uh, ghost stories did? Uh, no. There are no ghost story. There's ghost story moments, but there's no. Ghost Stories was one of the most, for some reason, that's why I always talked about it. It stuck with me. I, I don't know what was up with that movie. I'm like, I'm still haunted by Callahan, dude. That's one of those movies where if they would have, if they would have hyped it as uh, people are never the same after watching this movie, I would believe them. After the movie, I'd be like, I do feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird, you know, as soon as the guy looked weird, I won't say anything. Looked the guy looked weird at him and did that to himself on the ledge. I said, I don't know. I don't like this movie, dude. He shot him. What, what's happening? Uh, yeah. What's I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, Ghost of War. What do you got? You heard of a guy named Frank Zappa? I, I have. Do you know much about him? I always ask you things that I know you know, but I'm curious. Do you know much about Zappa? I think he invented that lighter. <laughs> <laughs> you know... <laughs> Sit on my lap, son. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> I think that's what it was, right? Isn't that what Christopher Walken had stuck up his ass in Pulp Fiction? It was a Zappa, right? <laughs> a z- but is it a Zappa lot? What is it? <laughs> Zippo. Zippo. <laughs> God damn it, Steve. I move on. Moving on. I don't so, know. So you don't know who Frank Zappa is? I, I, I know his face. That's it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot about Frank Zappa, but I do love a good documentary. I had a chance to watch this. It's actually, you can rent it for $6.99 on Prime Video right now or pretty much wherever you get movies that are streaming. And it's just an in-depth look into the life and work of musician Frank Zappa. And 
without saying really too much about it, it's just um, I think the reason that you'll appreciate this, Steve, is that he's one of those musical gene. I'm using that term pretty much literally, I think musical geniuses that is on a whole other level that doesn't give a shit about the people around him because <laughs> it's if it if it. And what I mean by that is if it deters him away from his mission or what he's trying to accomplish musically or what have you, then you're just gone. You're just not that important because you can't seem to get on the level that I'm at. Sound familiar? Maybe a little princey, kind of like Prince. You oh, yeah. I mean? Like, like everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of mind this guy had. And it's just if it wasn't him doing it or if you couldn't compete, you know, he had friends and stuff that he would uh, he would give them chances musically because there was this. um when he first started coming onto the scene back in like the late sixties, there was this group called the mothers of invention and it would just be this project full stage of musicians that Zappa basically conducted. Now he'd be playing guitar and he would, sometimes he would sing and stuff, but a lot of his performance was him turning around, you know, back to the crowd and conducting his band and this very avant-garde kind of music. A lot of it has to sound, it's funny. We were talking about something the other day. A lot of it has, um, some of the stuff he has is like very film scorey. You know, I know how you feel about film scores, but when you watch him play this on the on the documentary and, and watch him live, like you could just tell like this dude is just on an entirely different level. His children are also very out there and very talented at the same time. Um, you know, Moon Unit, of course, Steve. And then there's Dweezil. Oh, yeah, I know. And then Moon what, was the, what was the other one? Uh, Diva. There's Diva as well. I feel like I'm Is it Dweezil? Moon Unit. There's another one. I'm, uh, I'm Ahmed, is it? Ahmed Zappa, Ama? I can't remember his damn name, but he's in it too. Now I got another kid's name, but um, I would kind of hope that you would watch this one. I can make it happen for you very easily because I think just the musical mind that you have and the way that you appreciate certain people, you know, just in their their train of thought and how they can produce art and how they never really stray from them from their original mission and. And, and and his politics, and he had a big, you know, he had a big part of arguing against the PMRC back in the day. He was actually protesting censorship, and it wasn't even coming at him because he was one of those artists that never wanted to make a hit. Like, in fact, if he made a hit, he'd done something wrong. They talk about that in the movie. He, he just, it was, if he didn't make a hit, he was successful. And it kind of fucked with him a little tiny bit, but not too much because he was happy to do it. Back in the 80s, I don't know if you'll remember this song, but do you remember when um, Moon Zappa, Moon Unit Zappa and he did the Valley Girl song? No. You probably heard all the stupid terms like, oh, my God, and like gag me with the spoon, all the stupid shit that they used to say in the 80s that actually ended up making a movie called Valley Girl. And it's weird. I know it was like a completely different subculture than you're used to. And quite frankly, I wasn't in it either. But in the L.A. area, like the Valley Girls, it was a thing. It's the way they talked. It was like a whole thing, you know, just like how grunge came onto the scene or something like that. This was a whole thing. And it spawned directly from this song. And the only reason that this song was made is because she never really saw her dad. They, the kids, the family never really saw him. He would go into a studio, work for 12 hours a day, record something, 
you know, hang out with like famous musicians and then he'd go on tour for like six months. So they didn't really see him a lot. So she just wanted to do something with her dad and she ended up making this song. Uh, I know a lot of people that are listening probably know the song that I'm talking about, but I just found that to be kind of an interesting thing. The family dynamic with the Zappas was uh, unique to say the least, you know, but I don't want to spend too much time on this. I think it's an excellent documentary. And if you guys like Rock Docs, I highly recommend you check it out. Again, you can rent it on Prime and I will give this one a, uh, it's a solid, very solid four out of five. I'm just gonna leave it four out of five, nothing witty. Oh, that's a good. Oh, crap. I forgot that. Yeah. Ghost of Wars, four out of five. Oh, 3.5 out of five. Uh, 3.5 out of five, dr- Drowning Soldiers. Perfect. Okay. Now I got it. Uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to go. Um, I don't have anything for you, Steve. Sorry. I'm okay. just going to go ahead and stick you with it. could have been that. like He's four frank. out of five moon units. You know what? I think that's what I'll do, Steve. <laughs> That's it. Thank you very much. I don't even know why I did. That's perfect, actually. That's the perfect currency for this. Matter of fact, everything from now on is going to be re- it's going to be rated in moon units. Okay? I thought that's what you were going for. I'm like, it's very yeah, good. Units. I can't even edit it back in. That was fantastic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all the credit to that one. Yes, by far. That's the way to go. Four out of five moon units. That was excellent, Steve. I appreciate that. So I know I kept you around here for something. <laughs> there's a show I've been watching. Uh, that I shouldn't be watching. It's on ID, Discovery ID. It's called Fatal Vows. Have you heard of Fatal Vows, Dan? I have not. Um, I think you can imagine what it's about. Uh, it's a show that uh, takes the real people in this situation and lets them tell themselves or the friends of who is still alive or dead the story of um, people who got married, were in love, and one of the other kills each other. And how this happens. And it's it's interviews with the friends and family and it's dramatizations. And uh it I've just been watching one after the other after the other. And it's scary because like you're we're not different from these people. We are only because stuff like this hasn't happened. Because everyone I'm like, oh, good thing I'm not them. I'm like, these people, even their friends are like, yeah, this they were totally normal. Like, yeah, you think I'd just chill with a murder? <laughs> like, yeah, they were totally normal. And then they got into a big fight. One of them had a gun, and that's what happens. I can't believe my friend's in prison for the rest of his life, or I can't believe my homegirl is gone, or I can't believe the other way. And one of them was totally nice guy, pastor, uh, really believed in, you know, God and all this stuff. And people started noticing, started acting different. Like, one time he did a prayer, and the pr- they said at Thanksgiving, the prayer was so long that they had to get each other water in the middle of the prayer because everyone got thirsty <laughs> and they're like, this guy is cold. Yeah. They're like, this guy's losing it. And so one day they're like, Hey, where's homegirl?" And they're like, I don't know. Have you seen her? They said, no. So send the cops for a wellness check. And turns out that they didn't have any power. And so they were using the bathroom in a bucket in the basement. And Oh Jesus. And so they went down and they're like, where's the wife? And they look in the bucket and her head's in the bucket. Oh, snap. I wasn't expecting that. Did not expect that either while watching. <laughs> Whilst watching, I did not expect that. I said, oh, my God. I said, what am I? What? And they're like, yeah, they were in love. Yep. Totally in love. Head over heels. And he said, no like, why? yeah, nicely done, Dan. Thank you. Um, So they're like, why did you do it? He's like, oh, uh, God told me that I had to do this. <laughs> I said, see that? How does that happen, man? I don't know. He went from normal to crazy to now he's a blogger from prison being like, 
I don't like to talk about my past. It was stupid what I did. I don't even know why I did it. Anyway, my name is such and such. I'm like, he blogs from prisoners. Just like, yeah, crazy what I did, right? Hey, Jerry, this is God. I know you're just chilling right now, having a Popeye's chicken sandwich or whatever you're doing there. But hey, here's an idea. How about you go cut your wife's head off? Sounds good to me. All right, buddy. Get back to me when you're done. With a with a dull kitchen knife. And <laughs> that's the oh, sad the way, part. By I'm the like, way, don't use that real sharp <laughs> chef's knife that you got for Christmas. Use that butter knife right there. That's going to make it even Dude. better. Good job. Dude. I don't Dude. know, man. So basically, this is about people and their, their snapping points. There's, and and it's, uh, sometimes it's not even a, it's not even that they snapped. It was a momentary some of it was just a momentary stupid the passion. Yes, totally. Just be like, you are getting on my nerves. There's a gun right here. I shoot you. And they're like, oh, crap. Um, Wake up. I immediately regret what I just did. And then Move. they're like, <laughs> exactly. They're like, and, and one of them, um, and let me tell you something. It is surprising how many of these cases are people meeting a brand new person during the course of a 20 year marriage. And they're like, I so want out of this marriage, but I don't want to give them half of my stuff. It's surprising how many times that, and they're like, here's what we'll do in order for me to go to you. And nine times out of 10, the other woman does not, or the other man does not know that they're going to do this. They're just like, I really want to see, I can't wait to live life with you. And they go kill the person. And the other person's like, I did not think he was going to kill the person to be with. It's I was just talking shit. It's just words. Bingo. Bro, let me tell you something. It's if you watch one episode, you're going to watch them all. You're going to watch. And there's six seasons of 20, uh, six seasons, like 20 episodes each. I haven't finished them yet. I just randomly go through different ones. And I'm just like, dude, it's called Fatal Vows. Give it a watch. And I fatal give vows. Fatal Vows. Fatal Vows. I give Fatal Vows. Um, I, I knock it down only because it is so sad. So I knock it down a few points. I'll give it 3.42 heads in buckets. <laughs> 3.42. Yeah. I like that. It's a little bit okay. too sad. That's fair, man. 3.42. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's which, a standard rating right there. What you've got. <laughs> uh, real quick, you guys have seen this. You've heard me talk about this a bunch of times. It's coming out tomorrow, possibly late tonight. Let's say midnight tonight. Big Mouth Season 4 is back. I have got nothing but good things to say about it. I've actually been sitting on this for a while. I watched the season. Oh, gosh, I've had the screener for probably two months now. So I watched it around two months ago. The moment it came out, I watched the entire thing, blasted through it, entire season in, I think, a night. So it is just as good. That's all I'm going to say. If you like Big Mouth, season four is just as good. There's some different story arcs, equally funny, equally crude. And if you don't like Big Mouth, like you're probably not going to watch season four. You know what I mean? But check it out. If uh, Just just fantastic writing, but it's going to make you a little uncomfortable. And if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, by now, like start with season one and you'll learn real quickly, but this is not a show for kids just because it's animated. Uh, I will give it a, uh, again, I'm going to give it a four out of five. It's really, really good, man. Another quick one I'm going to talk about, like guys, these are just super, they're like bullet points basically, but I'm telling you, I think you should watch this. And what I'm talking about is Run came out this year. It's on Hulu, directed by Anish Chagn. I really shouldn't have just started trying to say this name. Anish Chagndi <laughs> starts Sarah Nailed Paulson. It. Yeah, I think so. Kira, <laughs> Kira Allen and Sarah Sohn. A homeschooled teenager begins to suspect her mother is keeping a dark secret from her. There was another movie that came out, not a movie, I'm sorry, a series that came out on Hulu very recently. 
And it had a lot to do with the whole um, uh, Munchausen by proxy syndrome. Mm -hmm. That's what this is about. And I'm going to leave it at that. And they they put it right there. There's no spoilers with Mm -hmm. this. All I'm going to say is that's what's going on with this movie. And uh, Sarah Paulson does a fantastic job. dude. I'm thinking she's starting to become one of the queens of crazy. She's got good crazy eyes when she when she um, dives into a role. I think she's really good, bro. So that's all I'm going to really say about it. I'm going to go ahead and give this one uh, three out of five little green pills. Love it. And then lastly, I have to tell you about this one, Steve. I don't think I'm going to be able to sell this one to you. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, give it some praise. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when I say the name, you're going to know. You're, you're probably just going to go, okay, what, Dan? Or you're going to go, ugh. And I don't blame you either way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, I think you should probably go, ugh, if I'm not, <laughs> if I'm being real. But when I say the words Mel Gibson, you're either going to go back to the time of Mad Max and Lethal Weapon and things like that when he wasn't a crazy son of a bitch. Or you're going to think about how he is now where he's really just a crazy son of a bitch. There's something about Mel Gibson, though, that say what you want about the guy. When he enjoys a role, when he's really interested in a role, he's going to dive into it and he's going to make it really good. And I have to tell you, bro, he did it. He did it again. Like, I don't like this guy. I don't really want to give him any money. And uh, in my situation, I didn't need to do so. But there's a movie out right now on VOD, and it's called Fat Man. came out in 2020. They call it an action comedy, kind of a fantasy thing. I guess that would work because here's the premise. A rowdy, unorthodox Santa Claus is fighting to save his declining business. Meanwhile, Billy, a neglected and precocious 12-year-old, hires a hitman to kill Santa after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. All right. I want to say that if there was no coal in the stocking and no little kid, this movie would have actually been better. I think that that's where this movie sort of lacks story. It just felt like they had to kind of shoehorn this in to make it a Santa story. But it's Santa playing Chris, as, as that's what they call him in the, in the show, uh, Chris as in Chris Kringle. And this is like a Santa I've never seen before. Like I just talked about on scenic cast, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm on the last episode of scenic cast. We had a fucking blast on that. So check it out. Please do. They're, they're great. I love that show. I love going on that show, but we were talking about the Christmas Chronicles and Christmas Chronicles too. Uh, that's a whole other take on Santa Claus. Kurt Russell is a cool Santa Claus, you know? And, and I think that that's something, what I said was that it's kind of like this generation's, the Santa Claus franchise. I think it's going to go far with these kids with a certain demographic. Anyway, this is straight up for adults. And it's like Santa, like I've, it's, it's Santa, like I've never seen before. You know how they make those movies sometimes where it's like Santa fighting Krampus or, you know, yes. a, a scary movie about Santa. It's not that this Santa is just kind of like a, a broken down hermit if you will he lives out in the middle of like as far as you can go that's not the north pole that's where this dude lives and you know he's just kind of like uh he's sort of just turned off he's feeling he doesn't feel love anymore coming like christmas cheer and all that shit has stopped so he's just kind of like doing his bare minimum it's crazy that they do have elves and elves and all that kind of stuff and that that comes in a little bit later but the star of this besides mel gibson is going to be walter goggins who plays they call him the skinny man. He's the man that's hired to do this hit on Santa. And because it's a Christmas movie and he's a bad guy, you could probably figure out why he's pissed off at Santa. I don't want to say too much more about this one, but I think that you should rent this I or, or at least find a way to watch this if you have an issue with Mel Gibson. And I'll give it a very strong four out of five shots to the stomach. All righty. Okay. Now, Steve, we can talk about some fun stuff. Yes. So what do you want to talk about first? There's a couple movies that we watched. Uh, let's talk about the bad one first. Really? Okay. Yeah, because we'll give it we'll give the good one more time. <laughs> uh, 
kind of want to give the bad one. More oh, time, I don't. Man. I don't want him to give any more play than he does. Well, he yeah yeah. It's his fault. Well, yeah, it's his fault. I guess you could direct an actor to act better. So go on. Okay, hold up, hold up. Let's make this fun. Oof. Your request, so we're going to go with it. Let the fun begin. All right, so because we get lucky sometimes, we or, or maybe not, we are allotted some screeners sometimes. And uh, we happened to get a screener very recently of the Christopher Nolan movie with quotes tenant we watched it and uh i've been really wanting to talk about this movie for quite some time steve i think that we've had some pretty strong opinions about how we thought this movie was going to go i know i have mm-hmm. uh, i will start off by saying that i i'm a fan of christopher nolan yes. but i don't suck the teat of christopher nolan yes. um you know i i find that if you are really into something i'm gonna go ahead and take uh the last star wars movie for instance the rise of skywalker into consideration that movie was garbage but i was so convinced that it was going to be good because it was star wars let's just replace star wars with christopher nolan i convinced myself that this was a good movie until later on when i pulled the veil off and went holy shit what was i watching so i think that christopher nolan people are going to be on this tip from what i've heard on podcasts and read in a few you know tweets and stuff i see that However, I'd like to think that we subscribe to the other side of that, and I'm about to get into that. So before I really start laying it down, Steve, uh, I know that I watched the entire movie. I don't believe you watched all of it. Is that correct? No, I uh, clocked out. Okay. I want to tell you that I don't blame you (laughs) one bit. (laughs) I don't blame you. Gee... Look. All right, let me turn this down because I can't even concentrate. I know this is a cliche thing to say, but I'm going to be real with you. That movie is like two hours and some change. And I do not know what the hell I watched. I watched this movie. I actually had to take a break because Gail left for a second. She came back. She wanted to finish watching it. And... What started off as a movie that looked really cool. I'm going to say that, you know, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so it's going to look really cool. And this movie does not fail in that department whatsoever. There were a few things that happened within the first, say, 20, let's say 20 minutes where, and and throughout the movie, there were a few times where like I actually said, okay, that is fucking dope. But it all had to do with something that happens in this movie that's called inversion. I'm going to try not to give any spoilers on this one just yet. There are some things I'd like to talk about in just a second. But just as a spoiler-free, uh, loose review, I, I, I could not stand this movie, Steve. I, I, I really tried. I was talking to you on the break of watching this movie, and I told you that I literally, and I and people picture this. I'm dead serious when I say this. Picture me sitting on the couch. Listening to this movie very loudly, I'll get into why in just a second, because well, I'll just tell you, the, it's, it's like a, it has a muffled sound that has been addressed. People know about this. I have a theory about this, too. But because of this sound, you know, what you're basically what I watched was. Um, oh, God, I just blanked on his name, Steve. John Washington. What is it? John David, uh, John Washington? David Washington. Yeah, I'll just say it like this. What I watched was John David Washington speaking clearly. Right. Just whatever the the script is, he's saying that. And I go, okay, that's what John David Washington just said. 
followed by everyone else in the movie sounding like this. <laughs> and that's the plot of the movie. Like, like I, I, so picture me literally leaning forward, squinting my eyes for some reason with my right ear towards the television, trying to pick up what these people are saying. If you've seen Tenet, I, there's no, whether you liked it or not, there's no fucking way you can deny that the sound is absolute trash in this and shouldn't be this way because this is a Christopher Nolan movie. Like this dude makes his living making these impressive movies with, with awesome, you know, film scores and, and, uh, and sound qual- sound production, you know, like, like he doesn't fuck around and I don't know exactly what happened here. So before I go any further, I want to know what you think. This movie was aggressively bad. Dude. Aggressively bad. Like I, I was so shocked that this was Christopher Nolan. I was surprised. They do things in this movie that I'm sure in Christopher Nolan's brain looked really cool. But when you watch it from someone who's not in his brain, it looks ludicrous. It looks just downright ridiculous. And the and the the plot, you know, you know a plot is bad when you Google someone to clarify the plot and their only top headline is, what the hell was that? <laughs> That is that is the top search. We're like, yeah, we don't understand it either. Join the club. And I know in the hardest part was these are people that a lot of us are ones that root for them. So when we're, we'll try to find a way to be like, okay, well, maybe it's going somewhere. Okay, hold on. No, no, no. I knew 40 minutes in. I'm lost now. I'm about to be www.lost in about three seconds. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And I said, man, listen, I don't know what's happening in this movie. And I just kept watching it for fun. And then at a certain point, I was like, oh, now I'm just watching people talk on screen. That means nothing to me. So I just clocked out. I, there is a point where, not to, I'm not going to ruin anything. There's a point where there's a glass partition. And things are happening on both sides of this glass partition. And there's another scene that's like, let's clarify what happened on the other side of the partition. And I'm like, this clarification made me more confused. More confused? <laughs> I'm even more confused about what happened now. Yeah. I thought I knew, but now I really don't know. It is a ludicrous movie. A ludicrous movie. And I, if I would have paid $20 to see this movie... I might climb the rafters, walk across the ceiling, somehow disengage the movie theater screen, <laughs> rip it up and burn it. Be like, never use the screen again. Just never use it again. Because this is hot garbage. Garbage. I think the pandemic came out with the intention of keeping us from watching this fucking movie. Dude, it's that bad. That's how serious it is. It is, it is, it is so bad. It is so actively bad, dude. Yeah. I mean, I really do want to talk a few spoilers with this one because, uh, you know, you only got so far in it. And I want to tell you that when I took the break, I'm talking to you guys, when I took the break, I, te- I called Steve. I texted him first and I said, this fucking movie is what I said. And he's like, are you done? This is something I couldn't text to him. So I got on the phone with him and we started talking. We talked for probably 15 minutes yes. about this. The the absurdity of this movie and 
you're right. Like the more they explain it, <laughs> the worse it gets. And Steve was like, look, gee, if you got things to do, just, just tap out, just stop watching it because you're just going to get more confused by the end. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to, I've been talking a lot of shit about this movie for months. So it's like, if I'm going to talk shit on this movie, I at least want to give it a fair chance. And yes. I totally wanted to give it a fair chance. Yes. There was, a, like I said, about 20 minutes in, I'm like, okay, a little confusing, but we might be onto something here. I saw some cool shit so far. I don't know what's happening, but like a lot of other movies, sometimes I don't know what's happening. They, they clear it up at the end. And it, it I, <laughs> the final <laughs> scene of this movie, Steve, I'm like, what? <laughs> him how like i just there was just shit going on with this one like again there's a lot of cool special effects in this movie but the science behind these special effects if you like put it this way ladies and gentlemen there's a point in the movie where where john david washington who is known as the protagonist in this movie he has no name real quick let me do this for you i'm sorry i'm all over the place but let's at least do this oh Um, he calls himself that by the way yeah, he's the that's what that's his title in like on IMDb. Everyone calls him the protagonist. No, he in the movie. There's a line where he says, "I'm the protagonist here." Well, I probably would have heard it if the fucking soundtrack wasn't. <laughs> I Jesus, said, are we doing this today? It's you know how it is like when you're driving and you go in the mountains and oh, then yes. suddenly your ears are plugged. Yeah, that's what this movie's like. Fight me on this one, like seriously, people. Fight me if you think that this is a good sounding film because. I don't know what the hell happened, but oh god, what what am I going to say about the protagonist, man? Um, Gail was calling him the Magic Man <laughs> because yeah. Let's get into spoiler, okay? So, guys, in three seconds, we're hitting spoilers. All right, so three, two, one. You guys need to skip to the af- just skip after this to the Nest review if you don't want to hear anything else because I am going to talk some spoilers right now. Not a lot because I'll be honest with you, I don't know what the fuck happened. But I'm going to talk about the things that made me a little crazy. The first thing, Steve, we start this movie off and the protagonist, we don't know where he comes from. We don't know who he represents. We don't know how he got there. We know nothing about this guy. We just it's like a cold open and these guys are armed and they pull up and they have like these uh, like a, a there's like four different patches that they can put on. So I'm assuming that they're there. I'm not entirely sure why they put that in because I never saw the other patches at any point in time. Maybe they're there. I don't know. I'm too confused. They go into this opera, and there's some terrorists there. Basically, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, is like a test that that's happening. And there's like this hostage situation. And then all of a sudden, he's out in the middle of a of a like a railroad track, like in between two railroad tracks. And there's a guy there that is trying to extract his teeth and does successfully. And then something else happens and he wakes up and, 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 and apparently this has all been a test. Okay. So we've, they've, 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 uh, extracted the protagonist because of a test. Okay, great. But this is why he's the magic man. Because <laughs> once they finally tell him, Hey, listen, you're, you're now employed with this operation that only known as tenant. It's just this one word situation. It's, it's, um, it's one word. It's going to get you in. A, you say that word it's going to get you in a lot of places. Other places it's going to get you in trouble. He but never really uses it, by the way. He says it a couple times. There are a couple times where he says something tenant, and they go, oh, okay. No, yeah. now I'm like, dude, don't call the movie that then. But all of this has to do, like they show him, they, they introduce him to this scientist 
who goes, okay, here's a situation. Like, there's this Russian oligarch in the future, (laughs) and uh, he's making weapons in the future, but he's, like, sending them in the past, a la the Terminator. And what what he's doing, he's sending them in the past, and he's hiding them under areas that people won't go and find them, like nuclear fallout areas where there's a lot of radiation and things like that. But from what I can understand, there are people in the past now, or our present, that are going to get these things together and make this big doomsday device. And that basically is going to be the end of time. Mm-hmm. And this Russian oligarch guy who was played by, um, Oh God, I just fucking blanked on his name. Uh, uh, Kenneth Brana. Thank you. Thank you, Dan, for telling me that, which I already knew. Kenneth Brana. Uh, he doesn't do a bad job in this movie. It's just that I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but apparently this doomsday device is, 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 uh, connected to him somehow where it's got like the dead man's trigger so if he dies this thing gets i don't know what the fuck's going on with this movie steve and then there's you want to help me out magic bullets there's bullets that go uh, forward in time here's the thing backwards in time and then sorry i asked you to help me but i'm gonna say this one thing and and when the and when they can come back in time they are called inverted and apparently you can invert people and other things and this is where, like, if it wasn't confusing enough, this is where I just get completely lost because they're like, here's an example of that. And once they show you the example of that, you are twice as lost as I'm you were tw- than when I'm you first 100%. started it. I'm a hundred. If they would have been like, um, I have magnetic hands that pull things back. I'd be like, oh, got it. Y- yeah. You have magnetic Dumb hands. for me. Cool. That's perfect. And my problem is. Like, number one, the scientist seemed like she could have been far less bothered than anything. Like, why are you here? I'm like, she seemed like, oh, here we go again. All right, let me show you this. I'm like, do people come here often and bug you about these sort of things? Or like, you feel, you seem like you could just be doing anything else rather than showing him this bull crap. And if it's a doomsday device, we apparently it didn't happen. Right? Um, I think. Yeah. It I, I'm not even trying not to work. I, I, it didn't, I think. And that's what I'm, and, and here's, here's every conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Well, shouldn't we be in the past? Maybe. Or the future? Perhaps. Did it already happen? Who knows? Do you know? Maybe. What about the past? The future's ours. Ours, you think? No. The past? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, I after that conversation, I'm about as lost as... I was this whole movie, and it got to the point where I would just listen, read the like, watch that conversation, and be like, "Yeah, this is about this is about what this movie is." And so I just turned it off. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, you you got me. You win." When he was walking with that woman, telling her, "Hey," uh, and also, <laughs> why is he doing all this for a woman he met once, or did he? that's what i'm saying i don't know steve i don't know because he's the protagonist like what Um, why are you all of a sudden so connected to oh because in the future i'm like but you it didn't okay you win you win (laughs) and i'm just gonna have to say that you expect us christopher nolan to assume that because this guy is the protagonist and the main guy in the in the movie that he just knows all of this stuff just because because there is a point in time Right at the beginning, when he meets this woman, the scientist, when he's in, when he's uh, recruited by Tenet, and she's talking about these inverted bullets, 
So she takes him into this room, and there's these bullets and different little artifacts and stuff yep. that have been inverted throughout time. And the whole thing is, is if you put your hand above it, like one of them will go forward. In other words, it won't. It will be repelled by your hand. The other one will go to your hand. And the explanation of how that works in itself, which I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I'm either too dumb to know, or it just didn't make any goddamn sense. One of the two. It I'm did probably going to go any with. Sense. I honestly like I don't think I'm the smartest guy, but I feel like I should be able to understand a movie. And I think that this one just tried way too hard doing the most with this movie. But the thing that pissed me off is the John David Washington, the procrast the procrastinator. John David Washington, the protagonist, manages to get one of these bullets into his hand by, you know, like the the inverted uh-huh. one it floats into his hand. And he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, it's instinct. And then for the rest of the movie, as confused as this mug is. Does not make yet one mistake. Yeah. And completely understands the science of this. Now, if you haven't seen this movie, hopefully some of you have, you'll know what I'm talking about. And honestly, if you can explain this to me, please do. Honestly, I'll take a fucking Skype call over this one. But there's this scene that happens where there's a couple scenes, but anytime that there's like inversion and real world going on, there's like one world's going backwards, the other world's going forwards, and the world that's going backwards, the inverted world, has to con continue to go backwards until it hits the present, which kind of seems understandable if you just say it like that. At least I think so. But but then it has to do with like the science of these inverted bullets, which I just don't understand. I don't understand like... Neither do I. Like that scene you were talking about where they had those turnstile things or whatever they were called where like you know, one side is the inversion and the other mm-hmm. one's not. And I'm talking about the scene with Kenneth Branagh or uh, Stater, or Stater as his name was. He gets his wife and he, again, spoilers, you've been warned, he shoots her in the abdomen, but the bullet is coming invertedly. So did he ever shoot her again? Like, I'm just going to say, I don't fucking understand this movie. I do not understand the science of this movie. I think that though I'm not the most intelligent person in the world, I'm not going to get the wool pulled over my eyes on this one here. And quite frankly, for the people that are going to go, oh, you just need to watch it again. Watch it two, three times. And the third time it's going to be a nope. masterpiece. Fuck you. Nope. I don't need to watch a movie to know. You know, honestly, the fucking lighthouse made more sense than this movie. Watch that shit. That, that movie does not make a lot of sense. It is like, it just makes all the sense in the world. It, it means, here's what I'll say. The lighthouse is more fun to watch than this. It's more fun to watch than this. This is a slog, dude. It's and a slog. It's a like you have to you it's a discipline to watch yeah. this movie. You have to I mean, we talk about it all the time, you know, the whole folding clothes uh-huh. thing or looking at your phone. If you blink, yeah. you're going to get fucking lost in this movie. Like don't don't watch a movie when you're tired. Don't watch this movie when you're tired. Uh, I know there's a lot of you out there that like to be a little altered, you know, get get ready to watch a movie, if you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't. I'll be honest with you. Because yeah. I don't get it. I went as far after watching this movie. I stayed up till 1230 watching this movie last night, Steve. And that's <laughs> what I said. And then I went to YouTube and I watched what are the spoiler filled breakdowns of the timeline. Uh-huh. I don't know how much you want to know about this movie, but. Again, we're in spoilers. So I can tell you. Are you planning on finishing it? No. Okay. So Robert Pattinson's character, Neil, mm-hmm. ends up being uh, uh, Sater and his wife's son. And 
His son, the son's name is Max. Yeah. And it turns out that Neil and Max, same person, Robert Pattinson, and the protagonist have been friends for years. And at the very end of this movie, he looks at him and he's like, this is the end of a, of a long friendship. And then he's like, but it's just the beginning. I'm just going to end it with this, man. Um, I think this movie is Christopher Nolan smelling his own farts and trying to get us to do the same thing. And here's my theory. And I'm serious when I say this, because when you listen to the sound, I never saw it in the theater, but from what I understand, it's the same situation. The sound is so fucking bad. Here's my, this is what I think. I think Christopher Nolan went, hey, okay, we're going to drop this movie. It's going to be the shit. And then pandemic kicks in, right? So he's like, let's take that shit down a notch. Let's, let's muffle the sound up a little bit. So that way, and I sincerely will end up doing this. I know I will, because that movie pissed me off to the point where I'm going to, I will watch this movie again with subtitles. He wants y'all to buy this movie. So you can get the subtitles and Nolan's double dipping. That's what I think. I'm serious about that. You And I'm willing to bet that when it comes out, it's going to be a better sounding, you know, uh, the sound production is going to be better is what I'm trying to say. If not, I wouldn't be surprised because maybe that's just the whole part of it. Maybe I don't understand. Maybe I'm just too dumb. I don't know. I'm going to end it with this. <laughs> fuck this movie seriously like i wanted to like this movie i wanted to watch it i wanted to go you know what i was wrong i've been talking shit the whole time and this movie was dope there are there are some dope visuals in this movie the script is garbage and if you go to youtube and look up tenant timeline spoilers or something like that there's this one cat that breaks this thing down where where this guy neil is going back and forth back and forth through, through time and, and, you know, and re what is it? Inversing and then reverting or whatever inverting and then reverting is what he's doing. And he, and he does it like so many times in this movie. I don't know how they made sense of it all. And lastly, the editing in this movie is straight trash. There are scenes where there's like a straight up action scene going on. And then like, for instance, they're running through this, there's this airport scene and this, in this like art gallery type thing. And the protagonist and Neil are running from who the fuck knows who the inverted people and they're about to open this door and catch them. So they lay down like they're dead because something happens that where, you know, there's like a, they should be suffocated. They should be dead. And as soon as the door opens up, scene switches and we got the protagonist so in the daytime talking to us. I mean, it is just fucking trash. And if you love this movie, good for you. Try to try to defend this one to me because I'm not opposed to it, but I know what I saw. And I will watch this again, but I I'm, I don't think that subtitles is going to make the difference. It's just that Gail, wants, she tapped out. She's like, I will watch this movie with subtitles again. I said, done. We'll do that. Um, I hated this movie. And I'm going to go ahead and get, and I'm being real. Even though this movie has amazing visuals, that's all it has to me. And great actors, I'll say that. Great actors reading a terrible script. Terrible. This movie's fucking just is trash. I'm going to go ahead and give it a one out of five Doomsday devices, bro. There we go. Uh, I would say... Uh, the only reason I, I, I would I would love in an alternate universe for me to be able to play this movie for someone 45 minutes in and then ask them, what part of the movie do you think you came in on? And see if they'd be like, they would think, oh, I came in in the middle of the movie, didn't I? Like, no, I started from the beginning. I would want them to, I would start from the beginning and be like, how much do you think you missed? But I wouldn't do that to anyone. So I'm going to give this movie... One out of five reverse bullet wounds that make no sense and all of a sudden in an alternate part, she gets freaking healed from the bull crap. That's what I'll give it. 
Okay, that's fair. You've heard it right here. We warned you. Okay, so you've been warned. Get it. You like you like Interstellar? Fantastic. <laughs> Do you like Inception? Great. Do you enjoy the Batman films? Awesome. I dare you to like this movie. And if you tell me this movie is a masterpiece, go fuck yourself because you're just drinking the Kool-Aid. That's, That's what I'm, I'm, I'm being serious about it. That's, That's it. it. So, okay, we're going to cleanse our palate real quick with a, a quick review and then we're out. But I think that it's, uh, this is a good palate cleanser. I think we should do this. Steve and I, we've both watched Greenland. We got another advanced copy of Greenland. And uh, right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, this is a way better movie than Tenet. Way better. Let me go ahead and give you the premise real quick. A family struggles for survival in the face of a cataclysmic natural disaster. It's directed by Rick Roman Waugh, written by Chris Sparling, and stars Gerard Butler, Marina Baccarin, uh, Roger Dale Floyd, and uh, numerous other people that you're going to recognize in this movie. I, I'm, I'm going to break this down quickly, okay? Um, basically, what this is, is um, the world has just been told that there is a comet that's uh, crashing towards Earth. It may pass by. We're going to catch some fallout from this thing. And if we catch fallout from this thing, that's it. That's your ass right there. It's extinction. This family is faced with trying to... Uh, to I think... Oh, I don't want to give too much spoilers. Yeah. Tell, t- t- tell you what. Take over for a second, and I'll kind of collect my thoughts. Um, what it is, is it's a, a, obviously the government is warning people like, hey, a comet's going to be closer than it's ever been before. You're going to catch some fallout. A few sprinkles of dust, shall one say. And, and it turns out that the government isn't absolutely truthful. And the way that people find out that it's a bit more is freaking amazing. And this is, if you liked um, Deep Impact, you're going to love this movie. If you're a Deep Impactor 2020-er, if you're one of the people that just lo- wavers, the people that love these cataclysmic event movies, yes. you're going to like this movie. And I'm not going to say anything else because technically you're going to think in your brain, oh, well, then you get to a thing and then the things. No, the way that this actually works out is really kind of smart. Now, you do have to when, in every movie you have to cut corners. So there's some dumb stuff that happens. But I was so like, oh, no, this is movie dumb stuff. And I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm yeah, good. I'm, like actually, I'm actually here for it when it's yes. stuff like that. Yes. And I I will say that I just really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was like if you have a family and you guys want to get around and be like, this is a let's watch an easy movie. This not only will be that movie, but by the end, you're going to be like, like really you, is. you're gonna want to have it in your. You will not say bull. You'll be like, oh, that was really good. This is one of Gerard Butler's better flicks for sure, no question. That's. Me. I would say it's one of Marina Baccarin's better flicks too. I think that everyone that is in this movie does a fantastic job because you have a movie. You know, it's very original, first of all, but it is reminiscent of all those disaster movies. So yeah. you could look at it that way, like, oh, it's just another disaster movie. Don't do that. Give this one a chance. Don't put a blanket statement over those kind of movies because they're they're acting in this movie. Like yes. you're not getting, you know, there's no Oscars that are going to be given or anything like that, but they don't take their roles like a joke. They play it out. And I can say that this movie gave me legitimate anxiety as yes. I'm watching it because yeah. the situations that this family goes through trying to get from point A to point B, leaving point B to, to go back to point A and then getting stuck and trying to, like, there's a scene that happens with... Uh, I really won't say what's going on, but it has to do with uh, Marina Baccarin, who's the mother, Allison, mm-hmm. and her son, mm-hmm. and this other couple that give them a ride. Both of which are legit actors. Like, you're yes. like, they're taking this small, 
Like, they're both people you'll recognize. You're like, oh, look who's, oh. You're like, I, or it's just, they're really there for not that long. And it's like, people read this script and was like, I'm in. That scene, and just anytime that there's like a, a matter of urgency, mm-hmm. they do it so well that, like I said, I don't normally get this way, but I legit had anxiety for these people. Yes. I think this movie is just so well done. And it is, even though it's in the vein of those older 2000s disaster movies, this is the first disaster movie that I've seen in shit. Let's let's count all those other ones. I honestly think this movie is better than most of those movies. It's just so well done. That's just my opinion. But mm-hmm. I, I I can't say enough about this. I want to talk about it more. We are running out of time. But I will tell you that uh, because this is an advanced copy, it's not out yet. It comes out, I believe it's December 18th. Y'all need to get on this. It's really good. And if you don't believe us about Tenet, I think that might come out on the same day. I know it's coming out this month. <clears throat> and I will tell you that if you don't believe us, check it out. And please hit us up at Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. Why would we lie to you? Yes. We want you to enjoy your, your cinematic and, and television experiences. And we're just trying to give you a fair warning on this one here. But please fight us on it. It doesn't matter. I will give Greenland. You know what? Th- this is one of those ratings, Steve, where I'm going to do it for what it is. Yes. Okay. For yes. what it is. And I'm t- what I mean by that is as a disaster movie mm-hmm. of that nature from the early 2000s. I'm going to say it. I'm going to give it a straight up five out of five. I fucking loved this Whoa. movie. I it was great. And in comparison yeah. to Tenet, maybe that's the difference. Yeah. Maybe that's why this movie seems a little bit better. Maybe I'll step it down. I'll go four out of five on it. Nothing's perfect. Four out of five on this one. Four out of five what? Four out of five insulin shots, Steve. I like that. I'm going to go ahead and give this mug three out of five hammers to the skull. Ooh, good one. That was a good scene. That was that, a you know really what? good scene. Hey, did some of that kind of remind you of War of the Worlds a little bit? Not uh, the not the plot, but the struggle. Oh yeah, getting, for yeah, sure. There's if you've seen War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, there's it's very reminiscent of that. At least as far not the science fiction part of it, but just the 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 struggle, the human struggle. There's, Absolutely, there's that, that whole you know racing against time thing. It's an excellent movie. It's yeah. really fun. I thought it's, it was uh, really good. And uh, King Batch makes makes a random appearance for like yeah, a second and a half. And as soon as I saw him, I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't yeah, do I was it. like, but, dude. Yeah. And here's the thing. I think that uh, another thing is, um, it's a for the time we're in, knowing how human beings now, how dumb some humans are. It's I totally get that people would do ridiculous like there's a there's a scene where people are reacting in a way they shouldn't be reacting to explosions happening in the distance. And I was like, yep, that's America. They're oh, yeah, that is Uh so America right there. Welcome to the Instagram crowd. (laughs) Exactly. And I said, that's a really they didn't even say anything about what was happening. Yeah, I just said, that's a really smart scene. I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because I thought exactly the same thing. I'm like, I love how they're it's it's like a juxtaposition thing. Like they you see you see Gerard Butler's character and he's in it. Like yes. this dude is at the like he's you can't get worse than where he's at at mm-hmm. this particular moment in time. And right behind him, <laughs> yeah. just like I won't say what it is, but these people are just having way too much fun. Yeah. I'll just say that. And, and you're it's just like, like oh, that, but they never yeah, and they, the fact that they never draw attention to it. I'm sorry, I felt like we were fighting for yeah. words right there. The uh, the fact that they never draw attention to that, other than putting it on the screen, is really, really smart, like Steve says, because it makes you just kind of go, okay, well, that is sort of where we are now. That's, yes. That's what we've become. And you can even say that about the way some of these... Um, some of the uh, extreme actions that are taken yes. in this movie, that there's, you know, like human nature kind of stuff. 
does yeah. say a lot about where we are these days. Oh, but yeah. I think that the one of the the better parts of this movie, which will not be revealed, is the ending because they have managed to stick the landing like just they just stuck the landing. It's fucking fantastic. absolutely. So and guys, it, it's very it was a biblical ending too. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was a bit a, of a biblical I, ending. I was You're like, right. oh, I see what they did. <laughs> I get it. It certainly is a, a, a palate cleanser to talk about this movie after talking about Tenet. Oh, I just, yes. I, I got nothing for you, man. You uh, know? No, no. And there was, and I, I like how um, uh, last thing for where we are right now, there's a person in the back of a truck. When you guys watch it, yeah, there's always going to be that guy. We know that that guy walks around now. Where are you from? Where are you born? That guy is here now. We know that they're a big chunk of America. And I was like, yep, he would be in that truck. And he'd be like, well, why you? And I'm like, I love this movie. I loved it. I I would watch it. Like, I am definitely going to get Bell to watch this. For There's not even a question of whether we're not watching this movie again. Agreed. I think this is actually a keeper. I mean, I personally won't be purchasing this movie. But if someone said, hey, I, man, I just bought this movie. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I no totally question. understand it's that. Not it's even, totally fun. It's not even a... Like I'm sending it. I'm gonna try to get it to my mom. Like I know my dad's gonna lose it for it. Mom's gonna just be like, "It was so sad." All the but everyone I send it to, there's not a person I could send this to that won't be like, "Oh yeah, it was good." Every single person I send it to is gonna be like, "That was good." Every person. So yeah, and yeah I've kind of lost it. track of the release date. I don't know exactly when this was supposed to come out. I know that it's coming out on the 18th, and it's actually released in theaters. So if somewhere in this. Weird country. You yeah. can go and see this movie in a by theater. Yourself. Yes, you can yeah. see it on the 18th. Yes, by yourself. But um, I don't know when this was originally supposed to come out because everything has been pushed yes. back. Yes. But if we would have had a normal year and they would have put this movie at the beginning of like, let's just say like June. Let's mm-hmm. say June. Mm-hmm. This movie would have crushed. Oh, this movie would have word of mouth. Because- word of mouth would have would have been done a lot for this movie. People are like, have you seen that? You really should check it out. It would have yeah. crushed. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We have wrapped up yet another episode of Heroes of Noise. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Listen to my boy on Scenic Cast because he crushed. But, you know, it's Dan. When doesn't Dan crush? Can you tell me that? When oh, doesn't thanks, Dan pal. crush? Um, also, I have to make it. I was I was text messaged immediately. My EP is called The Gentleman. I was totally wrong. It's not self-titled. And Daniel had to text me and be like, self-titled, huh? That's what Bruh, you went with. How do you not know... <laughs> This is what you like, leave us really? with. Like we, this is a ten minute conversation we're having. He, right he was like, "Really? This is uh not the only Steve the EP." But um, ladies and gentlemen, I love you. The next again, avoid tenant. Peace out. <laughs> next one you hear is Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe this dude don't know the name of his own EP? Like I, I'm not surprised by this whatsoever, and I know some of you are, but that's the most entertaining shit I've heard this entire show. I wish we could have talked about it, but. That's my man, Steve Hudson. Love you, dude. I had a great time, and we will talk again very soon. Now, as for you, chuckleheads, we'll be talking to you real soon, too. We're going to try and knock out another Patreon episode as soon as possible. Uh, new month. We hope you all have a great December. It's the beginning of the month. Go get your shopping done. But don't go. Just just call Amazon. Let's give more money to that asshole. You know what I mean? But we got to stay safe. My name is Dan Ramirez. That's Steve Hudson. We are the heroes of noise. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. Peace. <laughs>